Hello and welcome to the Royal Tribe Church Podcast. We are a church poised with a vision of enabling individuals to discover their identity in Christ through sound biblical teaching. The sermon you're about to listen to is part of a sermon series titled Courageous by Uche Ojuku. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome to church, guys. I hope um, we've had an amazing week. I hope we have had... um, a great week. So much happening all around the world right now, but um, we're still thankful to God for all he's doing. Uh, thankful to God for his power, his name, his love. Um, and over the last few weeks, uh, obviously, we've been looking at um, the theme Courageous, and we've kind of gone through a few other topics that I believe the Lord has kind of continually just been teaching us on different things regarding being courageous and literally stepping out there, you know, living bold lives, living lives that, you know, um, it's, I just think it's high time we stop being uh, timid about our Christian lives, stop being timid about Christian living, you know, literally going out there and living out bold convictions for God, Um, going out there and living boldly for God in all that we're doing. You know, if it's the sacrifices we're making, we're doing it boldly. If it's in our actions and our deeds, we're doing it boldly. If it's in our prayers, we're doing it boldly. Literally just living out Christian life boldly. And today we want to take it forward. But first, I just want to read from 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John chapter 3, I'm reading from verse 11. And I'll read through till 24. 1 John chapter 3, I will read from verse 11 from NLT. This is what it says from verse 11. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised. Dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you, verse 14, if we love our brothers, we are believers. It proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a mother at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. Verse 16, we know what real love is, because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up ourselves for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or a sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, So we will be confident when we stand before God. Verse 20, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence 
and we would receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do what pleases him. And this is the commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Verse 24. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Today we want to talk about what? From the scripture? Courageous love. We want to talk about courageous love. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for an amazing opportunity to be in your presence one again. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the amazing opportunity to talk about your word. Um, we just pray, Lord God, that you shall touch the heart of every single person who listens to it. Lord, for um, every single person who listens to this sermon, Lord, your word shall shine a light in their heart, Heavenly Father. That, Lord God Almighty, the eyes of your understanding will be opened, O Lord. Teach us, O Lord, something new today, Lord. And even more than that, as we leave here today, give us the grace, Lord, to even implement the things that we heard. That we would not just be hearers, Lord, but we will be doers of your word. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the topic of love is, is one that is, even from the scripture that we've read, is one that is uh, very, very very interesting because as much as you can talk about love as much as you really can discuss love love is not um love is kind of like an action word you know throughout the scripture we see that god speaks so much about love from beginning to the end but even more than that is he showed so much about what he spoke about by doing it so no matter how often no matter how frequent you talk about love you could never really talk about it enough for someone to really understand it the best way to really talk about love is pretty much by doing it the best way to explain love is by doing it and we must really ask ourselves as as christians how courageous are we with the love that god has given us we're not talking about the courageous love that god has shown us because he showed us the greatest love of all, obviously, by giving us his son. I mean, we pissed God. That what did he do? He sent his son to us. Bible says, while we were yet sinners. Another translation puts it that while we were still enemies of God, while we were still annoying him, what did he do? He sent his son to then die for us. But that's not even what we're talking about today. What I want to talk about today is our love for one another. Showing love out there to the world. Showing love out there to the people that we see. Showing love out there with the people that we interact with. Showing love out there to our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters, our colleagues, our friends, and every single person that God puts us in contact with. Our sphere of influence. Showing genuine love and the love that Christ will describe as real love to the people around us. I want to talk about courageous love today. How courageous are we with the love that we have because if we say that God lives in us the bible says in john chapter 1st john that god is love and that's the same god that we say lives in us and the bible also says that if we believe him he gave us power to be called what the sons of god and so and god is love so if god is love and we are children of god then we are children of love right 
And if we are children of love, then we should be able to express the same attributes that God has expressed towards us by showing love to every single person around us. Not just showing it, but doing it courageously, doing it boldly, and doing it without fear. Love is the basis of everything we do in this new dispensation of grace. In the new dispensation, in the New Testament, love is the foundation and the basis of everything that we ought to do. Because in the Old Testament, you see, they worshipped the commandments that Moses gave. Moses had gone to the mountain and God had written these commandments and Moses had then come and read it, he read it out to every single person. And all through from that time, they worshipped those commandments. And even if you see when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees, even when he was here on earth, they really referred to the time of Moses because they really worshipped everything Moses had done. And everything Moses had said regarding the commandments. But now that Jesus has died for us, this is what he says in John chapter 13. John chapter 13, verse 34. John 13, 34. This is what he says. He said, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. He said, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I've loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. He said, this is a new commandment. So you may now ask me that, hold on a second. Moses gave us this 10 commandments that we should follow. Are we saying that if we're going according to love, we don't need to keep the 10 commandments? Well, let me tell you that if you are genuinely walking in love, then you would not commit murder, would you? If you're genuinely walking in love, you would not need to steal. If you're genuinely walking in love, you wouldn't walk in envy. So love really covers it all. If you're truly walking in love, you wouldn't even need to pay attention to the Ten Commandments because by default, you will already be keeping the Ten Commandments if you're walking in love. So that's why Jesus says, this new commandment I give you, that you do what? You love each other. That let love be the foundation of every single thing that you do. So when, you're, when someone does something to you, you think about it. Am I walking in love by my reactions? Am I walking in love by what I've said? Am I walking in love by my attitude? Am I walking in love in my thoughts? The action I'm about to take now, is it in, am I, will I be walk, will I, can I say that I'm walking in love by taking this action? Matthew 5, 47, it says that if you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? This is Jesus speaking. So this is not even just love to people that are around you. Yes, we all love our family, even though, you know, sometimes they can be annoying. Yes, we all love the people that we can call close friends. But the real question is, do we really love, have the love of God in us to really express it to just every single person that comes our way? Attributes of courageous love. Courageous love doesn't put into consideration what is done to you. Courageous love doesn't put into consideration what is done to you. You must love anyway. Doesn't mean it wouldn't hurt. Doesn't mean it wouldn't hurt, but you must decide that you would love anyway. Doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, but sometimes you got to decide that you're going to love. 
Someone may have stopped you from getting a job. Someone may have said something bad about your business. Someone may have said something wrong about you that you genuinely don't agree to. But you're going to say, I'm going to walk in love. It's doing it boldly. It's not just saying to yourself, I'm not. <laughs> I'm walking courageously in love is not just um, saying, oh yes, well, I'm just going to cut them off. They've done this to me. I'm really just going to cut them off and that's it. I mean, I don't have to interact with them anyway. Courageous love is being nice to them even when every single person around you is not nice to you. It's still being nice. That's what courageous love is. And it's not just saying it, but it's doing it. Treating them as though you genuinely love them. Treating them as though you genuinely love them. Because the honest truth is, you see, when someone does something to you that maybe really hurts you, maybe you've built a reputation and somebody takes you upon themselves to really bring your reputation down, destroy it for good. They take it upon themselves to say, this is what I'm going to do to you. You see, when you begin to hold them in your mind or in your heart, and hold something against them strongly in your mind or in your heart. You make them like a God. And so what you're doing is that you're putting the things of God aside. And you're putting this person. And so whenever this person comes to your mind. Or whenever someone mentions the person's name. Or whenever the, mem the memory of the person comes to your heart. You think to yourself. What, what rubbish. You think to yourself. Oh. There's that ick that comes into, and maybe as I'm speaking now, somebody, person's mind, this person's name is coming to your mind. Who knows? But we must stop acting like people are the ones that regulate our lives. It is God that regulates our lives. So we treat people the way that God would treat them and we love them genuinely. Loving them genuinely is treating them genuinely with genuine love. Irrespective of what you've done, irrespective of how you've treated me. Look, I'm going to love you anyway. It doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. Doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. Love understands that God is the one who regulates our lives and not man. We must understand that honestly speaking, people are going to hurt you. People are going to disappoint you. People who you hold in high regard are going to hurt and disappoint you. But you will also disappoint many, willingly or unwillingly. So is there anyone here who can say, I've never disappointed anyone in my life? People are going to hurt you and people are going to disappoint you. The honest truth is you're going to disappoint people too. Willingly or unwillingly. Some people are going to disappoint you, maybe due to something that they didn't know they did. Maybe they intentionally actually hurt or disappointed you. But we must never let disappointment make us hold a grudge in our heart about someone. We must never let a disappointment make us hold a grudge in our heart about someone. Look at the story of Jesus and one of the most, his most loyal disciples and the person that he really held in high regard. Jesus says, look, I'm going to go to the cross and I'm going to die. And this person, Peter, drags him off to the side. And Peter says to him, no, Jesus, wherever you go, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. 
Have you ever had someone in your life who said that? That look, I will support you wherever it is you go. I will support you. I will be by your side. I will back you up. I will never, you know, whatever it is you do, wherever it is you go, I will strongly support you. And what happens just a few days after that? The same Peter turns and he says, I don't even know this Jesus. Not that, he didn't even say, I know him, or maybe I know him as I know of him. He acted like he had never even heard of Jesus before. Like, who is this man? What are you, what are you people talking about? Right when Jesus was there. Maybe you've been disappointed by somebody you hold so close to your heart. And it's really bogged you. And you know that you know that most of the times, whenever you think of that person, you know there's something in your heart that is just seems like a hatred towards the person. Or like a heavy grudge towards the person. You know, love is the foundation of everything that we do as Christians. Love is the foundation of every single thing that we do as Christians. Love is the foundational element of being a Christian. It doesn't mean that you are pushover. It means that what? You are a true disciple. The Bible says when you love your brothers, then it will be proof to the world that you are my true disciple. So the love that you show is actually proof. The love that you show is proof to the world that you are disciples of Jesus. The love that you show is proof to the world. Meaning that when they see the love. And it's probably one of the most overused words. Where people really do not even know the meaning of. But I just think, you know, most of the times when people want to really advance their Christian life, they're really thinking, you know, should I start fasting a bit more? Maybe I should start increasing my prayer life. Maybe I should start reading the word a bit more. Maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe I don't speak in tongues long enough. Maybe I just don't pray long enough. Maybe I don't read the word long enough. And every single person is looking for what to do to really advance their Christian life. But do you know what the Bible says about love? It's the one topic that I just think even in the church, we probably don't talk about it enough. Because everybody wants to pray for fast for 40 days, fast 50 days, 60 days, 100 days. Everybody really want to pray and that's good. It's good to do that. But this is what it says in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, this is what it says. 1 Corinthians 13, 1, it says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Meaning that your prayers are noise to heaven. Do you understand? Your prayers are noise to heaven without love. Your prayers are noise to heaven. You're making noise. Just imagine if we're in this room now and somebody just started screaming from the back. Everybody will turn back and wonder what? Why is this person making so much noise? That is how we are making noise in heaven. If you're praying and don't have love, we're making noise. It's absolute noise. You could speak in tongues for 24 hours and be having a hatred for one person. And it's noise in heaven. Absolute noise. Verse 2 is even more shocking because we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 2. And this is what it says. It says, if I had such faith, 
that I could move mountains and didn't love others, I would be nothing. Meaning that you could raise the dead, you could move all the mountains in the world, but you would be a waste of space if you don't have love. He said, you are nothing. He said, you are nothing. So this is the foundation of everything we ought to do. And that's why it's so important that we really pay attention to this. Because this can really set you apart completely. We look at why God really loved David. Why did he call him a man after his heart? We look at Solomon. We look at people in the Bible and wonder why. It wasn't because they could pray. It wasn't because they didn't even, it wasn't even because they didn't have mistakes and they didn't make mistakes. It's not because that they could pray all day, but that's good. It's good to pray, good to study the word, good to fast. But this is the foundation because if this is not there, every other thing you do, everything else that was spoken about, spoken about courageous prayers, we could speak about courageous fasting, courageous everything, courageous evangelism, win a million souls. You don't have, this thing is missing everything else you do. If you read, continually read 1 Corinthians 30, everything else you do. So another, if you continue reading chapter 13, what do you say? That even if you offered yourself as a burnt offering, meaning that you sacrificed so much, you maybe you slept in church because you were serving and you were working in church and you, you spend all the day and literally sacrifice yourself, get burnt out and you say, I'm doing it for God without love is an absolute waste. Without love, it's an absolute waste. So it's really worth we check our lives. We have to check our lives. We need to check ourselves and we need to say, am I walking in love? Am I truly walking in love? Am I truly walking in love? It's the most important attribute of being a Christian. 100%. It is the most important attribute of being a Christian. Because no matter the success you have or what you regard as success, this, without this, everything else will be nothing. To love courageously, you must follow your heart and not your head. To love courageously, you must follow your heart and not your head. Heart knowledge and head knowledge are completely two different things. Heart knowledge and head knowledge are completely two different things. Head knowledge is derived from your flesh. Heart knowledge is derived from your spirit. Head knowledge and heart knowledge are completely two different things. This is how you know. You see, when you give your life to Christ, we talked about this a lot when we spoke about uh, the Holy Spirit. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit starts residing in your spirit, right? But you've still got your flesh. Your thoughts are probably not changed. When someone offends you, there is a thing that your head will tell you you should do. But there's something on the inner man of your spirit I don't know if anybody has ever been there before. If, say, for example, someone really hurt and offended you, and maybe you gave the person a piece of your mind, and the next day you started to pray, but that thing that you did, that you, even though it was the person who did wrong to you, the way you responded and acted on it, 
the next day as you're praying is telling you that I don't think that it's just that situation is telling me. Your spirit is trying to tell you that you acted on your head knowledge, which is wrong because we ought to act based on how the spirit leads us. Hello, the Bible says those who are led by the head knowledge. Is that what it says? Bible says those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God, not those who are led by their head. Not those who are led by head knowledge. Because as we go on as Christians, our minds are continually renewed. So your mind is not instantly renewed when you give your life to Christ. This is why sometimes you hear people say, I just want to give that person a piece of my mind. Meaning you want to walk in your head knowledge. But that's not what God has told us to do. Hello? You guys are like, ah, Uche. This one, this one is a bit... Uh... <laughs> we ought to work in love. And walking in love is going according to the leading of the Spirit. Not walking according to our flesh. Going where our heart knowledge, what our heart tells us. And honestly speaking, this happens to me a lot. I'll never forget one time I was in church and so many things happened before the service. And I'm not sure what someone had done, but I just blotted out. I really just... I just blotted out at this person and I didn't even know. I just felt, you know, the heat of the moment. You say it, everybody goes and yeah, it's one of those things. I forgot. I forgot what I had said. And the next day, you see, this is sometimes, you know, you want the Holy Spirit to just let you be. Sometimes you're like, Holy Spirit, just let me be. Let me just, let me just tell this person this thing. Let me tell them my mind. Let me tell it to them as it is in me. Just Holy Spirit, just wait. I will be a Christian after this. But just this one thing, let me say it, please. But the thing that's restricting you, the thing that restricts us most times is the Holy Spirit in us. You see, the Bible tells us that the love of Christ compels us. Amen. The Bible tells us that the love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ compels us. What does it mean? That sometimes it's the love of Christ that holds you back from doing some certain things because you're about to move in your head knowledge but your love of God and the Spirit of God tells you, hold on a minute, don't move or don't say that or don't take that action or what, what you're thinking that you're about to do is wrong. That thing that holds you back is the Spirit of God because He lives inside of you. So he would tell you and you would know what you are inside and you can actually ignore it and say, no, this is what I want to do. You can, you can, you can ignore it and say, no, this is, this is, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. That's up to you. But he would give you that nudge on the inside that the step you're about to take, you're not going to walk in love. The way you're thinking about that person, it's not, it's knowing you're not walking in love. The way you're reacting to that situation, you're not walking in love. You would know it on your inside. As a Christian, you would know it on your inside. Glory to God. 
We must learn to keep the body under. You see, Paul was talking and he said that I keep my body under. When he said that, I know many people refer to that in terms of sexual sin. But keeping your body under, it's just generally, it's not just in terms of sexual sin. You must keep your body under. Suppressing the body and making sure that this, you're walking with, in accordance to the spirit and not in your flesh. So as you continually work in faith, as you continually study the word and grow in the knowledge of God, you would realize sometimes that the words you used to use, you wouldn't say them anymore. One of the things that completely changed when I gave my life to Christ was how irritable I was. You could irritate me like this. I was so quick to get irritated. So quick to get irritated. You just have to do a little thing and I will completely just switch you off. And then I realized that after I gave my life to Christ, that part of my life started to change. I realized that that part of my life started to change and I didn't understand it. But when I started to study the word and read a number of things, I began to understand how that was changing or why that was changing. Why? Because you let the spirit of God work in you and you would want to do some things or want to react in certain ways when somebody does something to you. But the love of God will hold you back. The love of God will hold you back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed? Hallelujah. You guys are looking at me like you're thinking about the person that has offended you and how you're going to handle it. Say, so, Uchiha, give that person a piece of my mind. Why are you preaching this now? You're going to make me go back, but I don't want to go back. Holy Spirit is telling you something now, but you're like, no, no, this is not it. Not her. I'm not going to go back to her. It's done. I give her a piece of my mind. Amen. Courageous love is a decision and not an emotion. Courageous love is a decision you make and not an emotion. Courageous love is a decision you make and not an emotion. It's the kind of love. This kind of love is not an emotion. This kind of love is a decision you make. The kind of love of God that he puts in your heart, it's a decision. It's something you may not feel like doing, but it's something you decide that you are going to do. It's not something that you feel like. You say, I don't feel like going to apologize. I didn't do anything wrong anyway. It's not something you feel like doing. It's a decision that you make. Love what David said in Psalm chapter 18 verse 1. Psalm 18 verse 1, I love what David said. He said that I love you, Lord, with my strength. It was a decision. You see, if he had decided to love God with all his strength, with every part of his being, he had decided to love God. You must decide to love every single person. You, you know that you can actually make a conscious decision that it doesn't matter what anybody says to me. I'm going to make a decision in my heart that I will just spread the love of God around. And yes, someone may say something to you that really just, it's like they know the part of you that really just hurts you. And that's the part they just tampered with. 
But what happens? The love of Christ compels you again inside of you and says, oh, remember you're walking in love. And as hard as it may be, maybe for, I know someone who told the story who said he was so hot-tempered, but then God started to teach him a few things. And he said, what happens was whenever someone now does something to him and he's meant to react, he would just go and sleep. We're going to take a nap for 15-20 minutes. So that he doesn't react that way. What's he doing? He's suppressing. He's putting the body under. You need to put the body under. Because every single time your head tells you, react in this way. Oh yeah, they did this to you anyway. So this is the way you should. I mean, it's normal. This is the way you should. Everybody, it will make sense to everybody if you do this. There's nothing wrong. If you keep reacting and following your head knowledge, you would get you so used to it that you would even forget when the spirit is telling you something. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even pay close, you wouldn't pay attention to that. But you must train your spirit. You must train your spirit. And by how do you train your spirit is by listening to it. When it tells you, oh, don't react this way. And then you go back and you don't react. And you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, I didn't react. That's one time you've done it. The next time it happens, you do it again. What are you doing? You're putting your body under. Your spirit is taking more control. You realize that you're changing your, in your inner man. You're changing yourself in the way that you act, in the way that you express the love of God. And they will see you and they will say, oh, hold on a minute. You mean we treated this person this way and it didn't have any effect on them? It's the love of Christ that what, as we read initially in 1 John chapter 3, that proves that you are the disciple of Christ. He said, by this love, you would prove that you are my disciple. By your love, you will prove that you are my disciple. By your love, you would prove that you are my disciple. That's how you prove it. No one wants to get to heaven and tells God of all the amazing things that they did. And God is like, oh, but you didn't have love, so it doesn't count. Tell yourself you always speak nice things about people. Tell yourself that, look, I would always speak nice things about people. I would always speak nice things about people. I would always be an encourager. I would always be someone who blesses other people. I wouldn't be someone who speaks negative. I wouldn't be someone who keeps myself in a company of people who all they do is gossip and all they do is talk negatives about people. Like, oh, do you know this person, this happened to them? And this person, this happened to them? And you're like, oh, I knew it anyway. I knew that they were going to fall in. I knew that was going to happen to them. Don't keep yourself in a company of people who just speak negative about others. Distance yourself from it. If you're in that, just excuse yourself from it. Be courageous in love and even say, hold on a second, this is not right. Be a bit more courageous in love by saying, hold on, this conversation is not right. It takes courage to do that, isn't it? When you're in a group of your friends, I mean, no one is watching you. You're literally in your group of your friends. And you're chatting and laughing and someone brings up a conversation that's negative about someone. And instead of you just laughing and joking all about it, you say, hold on, our conversation here is not working in love. That, that is literally what courageous love is. This conversation is not in accordance to what we should be discussing here. That's courageous love. And believe you me, even your friends who are there will respect you so much for it. Why? Because they know that if you were ever in another space where they were also talking about one of them, you would also stand up against that conversation. Let's boldly take a stand for the things of God. Let's boldly take a stand for being courageous. 
in love? What are the things that we say in places where we are comfortable, with people where we are comfortable? What are the things we say in places where we are comfortable and the people where we are comfortable and with the people whom we are comfortable with? Because honestly, the way you speak is mostly out of words in your heart. The things that proceed out of your mouth are usually brought out of the things that are in your heart. So if you find yourself mostly just speaking negative about people, always wanting to find out something about somebody else so you can go discuss it with another person, then you should know that that's really not working in love. This is the basis of Christianity. It, it is, to be honest. We read a bit of First Corinthians 13. It really is. Because look, faith for now is great. Hope for tomorrow is amazing. But love will always be the greatest. Faith for now is great. Hope for tomorrow is amazing. But love will always be the greatest. Love will always be the greatest. It may look like it's not winning. It may look like the love that you're showing is not giving, it's not benefiting you in any way. You say, but hold on, I've been nice to this thing. What am I getting in return for all of this I'm doing? I'm acting in this way and showing as much love as possible. I'm done with them. I'm done with them. I've shown as much love as I can. What's the point of all this? If you go home and you really study 1 Corinthians 13, it's the one chapter that every year we ensure we study the most that connect, to be honest. Because it's really the basis of everything. Being courageous in love. I had a flatmate some time back. And he wasn't a Christian. Um, amazing guy. He wasn't a Christian. And I didn't even know other people had tried to preach to him. I'd always prayed in my personal time that God would give me the opportunity, one way or the other, to talk to this guy um, about his faith. Um, and he knew that I was a Christian because... I mean, I told him, I said, you know, he was a girl's man. You know, he knew his way around the girls, ladies. And uh, I just told him, I said, look, I, as far as you're not bringing them to this flat, like go, go to their flat, but just don't bring them here, please. Um, you can come here and have a meal and we'll talk and we'll chat, but they are not sleeping here. Let them just go. To uh, you, if you want to, if you want them to sleep here, go to their own flat. They should go if they have, they should have, they should have their own flat of theirs. So this is why I told him this from the beginning. So he obviously knew. He said why, and I told him, oh, I, this is an environment that I don't want. I don't want any of that. So he understood I was a Christian. Aside that, we got on very well. Once in a while, obviously, he would see me reading the Bible and stuff like that. Maybe see me praying a few times. And one day, genuinely speaking, he came into my room one night, sat on my bed. And he said, do you know that so many people have tried to preach Jesus to me? I didn't even know. I said, oh, really? 
I said, what happened? What, 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 what was your reaction? What did you say? He said, they always, it was always about how much he should pray. It was always about how he was always a sinner and how much he was definitely going into hell. Um, I said, okay. He said that, that I haven't done any of that to him. I haven't done any of that to him. I said, yeah, but obviously, um, I would still love to preach Jesus to you. Let me see, not be as if, I mean, <laughs> Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, yeah, but the way you've acted and the way you've treated and pretty much the, the love that you've shown and just pretty much looking at your life and the way your life has gone is something that really encourages me to want to know this Jesus more. The point of what I'm saying is this, that the love that we show is what proves that we are God's the disciples of Christ. And proving that we're disciples of Christ, other people see it and they want it. Ultimately, love wins. It may not look like it at first. It may look like punishment at first. It may look painful at first. It may look demanding at first. But love wins. Why? Because it's patient and then it waits. It never demands its own way. It's patient and it waits and it never demands its own way. So it's saying, Lord, I'm willing to step out of the way so that you can work. I'm willing to step out of the way. It's saying, oh, Lord, you want another person to have a way? Well, they can have it. Why? Because love never demands its own way. Love is patient and love is willing to wait because it wins at the end. We see the life of Jesus, the one who showed us the greatest love of all. How much number of times he's standing on the door and the Bible says Jesus is standing on the door and he's knocking at our hearts and he's saying, if you open the door for me, I will come in and I will change your life. I don't know when you think about how you gave your life to Christ. Do you really think about how you were before and you think to yourself, what if God gave up on me? What if God said, look, this guy, this lady, he's not even, they're not, they're not worth it. They're not worth it. I died for them and this is how they're living their lives. I might as well just go to someone else. But no, he never did that. Waited for us and was patient with us and forgave our sins and welcomed us into the family of faith despite all we had been through, despite all we had done. And the Bible says that our sins are forgotten and forgiven. And if the Bible says that we can forgive the same way that Jesus forgave and we can love the same way that Jesus loves, then it means we are capable of it because the Bible will not tell us to do something that we are not capable of doing. That's why he said that if you come to the altar and if you want to give an offering but you've offended your brother, you need to go back and ask for that forgiveness because whatever it is you're giving is a waste. Anything you're doing as a Christian is a waste without love. You hold someone in grudge, maybe they did something to you in the office. It doesn't matter whether they're Christians or not. It doesn't matter whether they appreciate your forgiveness or not. It doesn't matter whether they appreciate your apology or not. You're doing it, why? Because you've got the spirit of God living inside of you and you're walking in love. That is why you act the way you should act. That is why you should respond the way you respond. Because you're walking in love and you have the Spirit of God inside of you. 
Jesus wants to change our lives for the better. Every single thing that he's done for us will not matter if we don't walk in love. Thank you for listening to the Royal Tribe Church Podcast. If you'd like to share how you've been blessed, you can get in touch with us by sending an email to contact at royaltribechurch.org or if you'd like to know more about us, you can visit our website at royaltribechurch.org. Remember to follow us on social media. That's Royal Tribe Church on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks again for joining us.